Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. We're your two podcast hosts with the Double Deuce most. Yeah, we've got the most of lots of things. We do, we do. We have chutzpah, we have moxie, mm-hmm. and we have, I have a whole bunch of Tanitos pepperoni pizza rolls stashed away. Yeah. I mean, that's basically where I'm at. Got a cat over my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, sleeping cat. Like, cat doesn't care about the podcast. No. It's not a fan. You know, he's polite I, about I, it, but I can tell he doesn't care. It's because it's because at one time I, I forgot his name when yeah. we were recording. He's still pissed about never that. Forgot. Nope. That's what they say. Cats never forget. Speaking of, of, of vengeance, I don't want like I was saying, I don't want I don't want to get too oyster heavy here. I don't want to become an oyster podcast. We don't have the we don't have the training or the temperament for an oyster podcast. But was there any blowback to you repeatedly referring to your dad as an oyster hoe last week? Um, no, but I will say that uh, we went to get oysters with the mayor uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and no, certifiable fact, the man is a shameless oyster hoe. He was basically like, Anybody going to eat this last one? And you can't say no to a guy who survived cancer recently and needs to eat. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, I guess you can have it, Dad. But the whole time I'm looking at it, like looking at the number of shells on his plate, and I'm like, oh, you cheeky bastard. He's stacking racks he, of shells over there. Yeah, now he's stacking away some shells over there. And that's assuming he hadn't, you know, sort of put one or two in his pocket. Sort of throws off his oyster game. Once you already ate the oyster out, that that shell can go right in your pocket. No one. That's 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 how they do it. That's how professional oyster hoes like. That's how they they make it look like it's it's even Stevens. Was there a clattering sound as he walked away? That's how you tell. You hear the you hear the, the shells clinking together in their pockets. That people named Steven just get irritated with that even Stevens thing. If they're just like, I don't want to be associated with evenness. I, I want to be, I want to be odd. Mm-hmm. Just seems like I, I don't know. I think I'd find it stifling. My dad never really brought it up, but he was a PH Steven, so maybe he ran into it less. Uh, uh what's the difference, by the way? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It might be, it might be the pH might be a little bit like French influence spelling maybe from, you know, the the time, the time when England was ruled by the the French more or less with the Normans and all when it was like the language of the court. That's my guess. If I had to make a guess out of nowhere. Speaking of it's time for our ad for our sponsor applebee's it's that you know the the name the origin of the name you don't want to know but it's see an apple and a bee 
had a baby. You don't want to know. Applebee's. An apple and a bee had a baby. That's your. You don't want to know. Story for Applebee's. Like, I mean, that's. What happened? Ramus only. It's an apple and a bee, and they fuck. Well, no, but the Romulus and Remus didn't fuck. They were, they were brothers, right? But you were setting Apple and B up for like some hot and heavy action. Isn't that what happens in B movie? I haven't seen B movie, but you've seen B movie. What happens in B? I, movie? No, no, this is a, a common misconception. You walked right into my B movie trap. That you and and Sky have have. Have, have tried to tell everyone that I'm a huge fan of the B movie and I'm not. You're a huge fan. It's all you talk no. about when we're not recording. Your dad is I, an oyster hoe and you are a B movie aficionado. What? What's the deal with the B movie? Did you see uh, they finally like admitted that there was like the sexual tension between the B and the lady was real? That it was like a thing. They, it was like, they, an, they, like a they, thing that they, they it wasn't like a and oops, how'd that happen? It was like a yeah, we knew. They like they talked about it. Where do you get your up to the minute B movie news from? Because I I just imagine you having like an alert on your phone for like any B movie information. I don't know how to set something like that up, but I do have my ear to the to the to the streets, and so I hear things. Yeah, yeah, that tracks with your general character. So yeah, my dad, uh, total oyster hoe. Thank you for asking. Um, the the mayor. I don't mean to bring uh, it up again. I don't mean to turn it into a to a, you know the situation you have with your mom in this podcast again. Like, but yeah. I, I felt like like a follow up was maybe necessary. Uh, you know, my mom still has never acknowledged that if mm-hmm. she has listened. That she, that she has heard that. I feel like that. we've got we've got some fans who follow along to the storylines pretty closely. People like not like my cat who who just have a you know a passing resentment for the podcast. People who are like, I wonder what happened with all the oyster ho talk. And it's for those people that I ask these questions. Dear li- uh, listeners, the the cat has has fucked off at this point. Just FYI, just. Without He's like really. six minutes is all I can stand, frankly. Yeah, like you're still talking that, about oyster hose. Come on, that nasally voice of that Averill guy grates on my feline soul. I, I'm a jellical cat born for the night and music, and he is filth. That man, filth. That's what I imagine his inner monologue to be like. I, don't know, I feel like he's usually more chill than that, but he can be grumpy too. He's got yeah. that grumpy tenor in his voice sometimes. You know, that's a lot like me. Maybe that's why we don't get along. We're a lot alike. We're chill, but grumpy. I mean, I'm pretty up. chill, right? Yeah, extremely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people mistake my anxiety for panic, but they're two totally, totally different things. I feel like it's a mis- I mean, they're not necessarily that different, anxiety and panic. It depends on the situation. Like, yeah. like here's an interesting thing about anxiety. And I was uh, I was talking to one of my my uh, friends who is uh, an anxiety sufferer from 
across the pond and we have uh, really long conversations about anxiety, which are supposed to be helpful, but I don't know if they are or not. But, you know, the thing is, is that it helps you recognize people- the effects of it when they're happening as a byproduct of the anxiety and not an actual thing itself that is like it helps you. Re- I feel like sometimes having more information will help you recognize triggers and therefore be able to, to disarm like attacks. Well, exactly. And, and you know, one, one of the things that I think is important to note is that, that people with anxiety, like it doesn't affect your actual ability in an actual crisis, right? Like I'm actually pretty level-headed in a crisis, I think because I have spent so much time absolutely shit panicking about non-crises. So when a crisis comes up, I'm like, oh, no, this is just Tuesday for me, right? This is yeah. not this is not a big fucking deal. Um, anxiety I, generally has like triggers too. So if the crisis isn't determined by one of those triggers, then yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Fine. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, like, all, like, you know, the, there are those life threatening situations, like being stuck in a theater where you don't feel like you can get out like that kind of a crisis where like I get actually legitimately panicked. But if that theater was on fire, like I could help get everybody out of there provided I wasn't stuck in the, middle seat and it was going to be incredibly awkward for me to leave and everybody would look at me and think he's a bad person why is that bad person leaving the theater what a bad person they more be likely to be like oh fuck the theater's on fire we better all get out of here i feel like for me i'm i'm less concerned like those kind of like if when it's like live theater versus say like a movie because i feel like when you get up to go out of the thing, even if you have extremely, you know, benign and normal reasons to do so, it feels like everybody notices you doing it in live theater, like even the actors. And so that's the thing is, you know, I, for some reason, I don't want to let the, the actors down, you know, exactly. and that's, really, that's really silly because actors are like the worst people, you know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we look at our really good actor friends, they're all awful and and. Why do we want to be not? Why do we want to appease them? I mean, yeah, actors is looking out for actors. More people should leave on actors. Just not even just in the theater, just in everyday life. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want you all to do something, listeners. If you know an actor, find a reason to get up and leave while you're with them. Doesn't matter where, in the laundromat, in a restaurant, just just leave. Like let them fucking deal with it. All you got to do, too, like, if you're worried about it being awkward, just turn and start walking away and then start openly narrating as if you're as if it's a bit. And then but just keep doing it and don't respond to them no matter how long it takes. And but then at the end of the day, like they can't be that mad. Like it was just an exercise. There you go. There if you go. if so like if later on you're like, oh, I regret that choice. You can that that's your out. You just got to commit to you just got to commit to it. Yep. And I guarantee you, you won't have you won't have anxiety in the theater any, anymore if you if you do that, because you'll be like, I, I'm used to walking out on actors, mm-hmm. assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can say that because I've I've acted in, in a show. And so I'm just as shallow and attention seeking as the rest of them. I don't have any any sort of qualms about admitting that all of mankind has sins for which they are damnable 
boy, howdy. You just you just took the podcast down a notch. North, I, North I thought I thought I was just I thought I was trying to like equalize it, you know. Hey, speaking but, of ra- speaking rather of- rather than and than than focus our eye at a specific type of people, why not admit that most people are on some level terrible? Then we can I mean, all be terrible together, and then we can start to find a way forward. It's very French of you. I mean, it, that feels very French to me. Well, my dad was Stephen with a PH, so. There you go. It all ties together. Think mm-hmm. about this podcast. We bring it home. I'm we're, descended we're, from Normans. No, Stephen. His name was well, Stephen. But the, all, back in the day. He was he, he was called Norman back in the day. No, like you know, you know, like 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 the Norman Conquest, like the when when. Man, you got to get your story straight. Yeah, yeah, like William the Conqueror and stuff. I can't get you out of this because we've already done our Applebee's ad, so you're just gonna have to stew in the awkwardness. They're Normans. Yep, just power through, buddy. You're gonna get there. We're already, we're, but we're already here. Not but, here together, here on Zoom again. But oh man, those those days of not being on Zoom are getting close. Including a live show that we still are working out the details because Murphs can't do it. But it will be either Friday, March fourth, or Saturday, March fifth, and we should know in the next couple of days. And we will make an event and post about it as soon as we know. I don't want to give away too many sexy details, but I will tell you, I've been in major talks with a prominent downtown uh, business restaurant uh, that also has games. Uh, They've got role playing games, but it's like role pub games. I'm not going to name them, but it's like it's that that whole like role playing games business. And so we're trying to set it up there. Yes. Yeah, and we will let you know as soon as we we know that. Yes, and there will be there'll be no more delays because we have to have it that weekend. Because after that is basketball, and we don't well, want to go up against that. basketball. We're we're, we're rusty. Lie to you. We have we've jerked you around on this. We really yeah. have. We've been and, trying to get this thing. We've been trying to find you know because we, we want to do it live with you as opposed to online with you. And uh, it's the preferred way, and, and we're gonna do it. It's finally happening, and it's happening for sure. One of those, one of those two nights, and you'll yeah. know. So, oh my God, uh, soon you'll know. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. I was actually hoping we could tell you tonight, but I think I was. I was dreaming. I think yeah, I was dreaming. That was the dream. That dream is dead now, but a new dream of in the next in the next couple of days has been born. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of a, a dream deferred. Yes. Yeah, and and I guess the answer to what happens to it is it, it's just you find out later. Yep, you find good. Just got to wait a couple days. Yep, yep. Uh, hey, I want to give a I want to give a little um, uh, a movie shout out for a recommendation that I uh, that I found. I watched a movie. That uh, there's a new movie that was out, I believe, on uh, HBO, uh, the prequel to the whole like Kingsman series called King's Man. You see what they did there? 
I, I, I haven't seen it yet. I've been meaning to. I, well, I just a couple days ago, I realized it was on HBO Max. And I was like, oh, I need to check that out now. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is is fun. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a fun bingey romp for. And I'm really glad I didn't pay to see it. But for like an HBO, like, let's let's watch something tonight. That's kind of fun and dumb. It's it's a lot of fun and dumb, but I have to to, to give a particular shout out to is it is it Reese Fons? I think it is is his name, um, the actor. He yeah, plays Rasputin. All right, because the whole thing takes place like uh, World War World War One ish, right? It's it's a prequel. See, and it takes place World War One ish, but he plays Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the most amazing performance uh, of of the year so far, um, including a kind of Russian bottle dance fight sequence, which is absolutely hilarious. So check it out for that alone, even if you don't necessarily. Plus, you got Ray Fines, you know. I mean, Ray Fines, he's Voldemort, but in this, he's he's more sympathetic. He's, the, yeah, he's not Voldemort, Voldemort. This, but he has been Voldemort in the past. Mm-hmm. But and now, now he's more sympathetic than that guy. Now he's more sympathetic than that. And and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I thought the whole thing was delightful. And Is I he more like, or less sympathetic than he was in The English Patient? Uh, roughly as sympathetic as he was in The English Patient. More or less um, sympathetic than he is in The James Bonds. Uh, again, about the same. You know, he's sort of he's consistently sympathetic. I more, would say. more or less sympathetic than he is in In Bruges. Uh, you know, the real star of In Bruges for me is is Peter Dinklage, and and I can't remember anything else other than that stellar performance. So I, I'm not going to answer that question. That's fair. That's a good movie. I should watch in it. In Bruges? Yeah, it is a good movie, and it's sometimes overlooked. You should watch that, too, but not until after you watch The King's Man. I, did, uh, I, I haven't watched it. I did watch. I watched that Bel Air, that, that like, modern, more dramatic Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, I, I binged the first few episodes of that, four episodes of that. Now, my question is, DJ Jazzy Jeff, is he... Uh, jazz is a character in it. Nice. Yeah, jazz is like a, a slick Uber. Like he's the one who drops him off. He's like his driver to get him to the place, and he owns like a record store and shit. And I think they're like they're like they're playing up. Something's gonna happen between between uh, Hillary and Jazz, and I feel like that's the first time we're gonna see Uncle Phil throw Jazz out the house. Except that, that was always okay. a running thing. Like every time Jazz was at the house, sooner or later Uncle Phil's gonna throw him outside the house. And I'm like, but like this play, this, this show is more intense. And this uncle Phil is, is like a powerful, like fit dude. And like the old uncle Phil was just big. He had a little bit, he had, he's more of a kingpin vibe. You're like that dude's strong, but like this one, this is strong uncle Phil. I'm afraid he's going to like rocket him into the sun. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of expectation on uncle Phil. Yeah. But- I was trying to remember. I feel like the Uncle Phil, like the, the the comedy Uncle Phil, was a little sterner initially, and I feel like this Uncle Phil is is pretty like he's running for DA. He's thinking about his political career, but I feel like he's a very reasonable Uncle Phil, like maybe a little more laid back, a little a little more in touch with back when he was cool before he like 
settled down and had a family. Yeah, because uh, original Uncle Phil, not not so cool. I think he was a judge, wasn't he? In the yeah, yeah, and he was he was he was uh, he was a, a good like role model and all, but I wouldn't yes. say cool was on his list of like no descriptors. you know watching it and i was thinking i've also been watching we need to talk about cosby the kamal bell documentary about how terrible bill cosby is but also about the cultural impact of bill cosby and how we need to like reckon with all of that and so i feel like uncle phil was kind of like like he was the one like the promise of what clips huxtable was uncle phil really was wow. also because you could separate it from the actual man because you didn't need to do it that way anymore, so it's a lot easier to pull to pull that off. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just like okay, like you can you can you can push that. Like, what do we do with our Cleef, our, our Heathcliff Huxtable love now that that is complicated? Like, put it on Uncle Phil; he can carry it. He can carry that weight. Wow, wow. Well, you know, I, I think that, that that's that's been a lesson for some folks in the audience who may may be needing that now i mean we really yeah, i liked it it's them. fun it moves well they do a good job of like dropping uh at least a mar- like some degree of cliffhanger at the end of each episode to make you go like oh damn <laughs> well um we, we we haven't really i i don't know if i have too much to report on the on the movie scene like slash tv scene other than like the king's man which you should you should watch uh yeah. It's been a little quiet around around our house. Um, did you, did you watch the Yellow Jackets yet? No, not yet. I think it's that I, we've got to get like Showtime to do it, and so we've oh, kind of yeah. been hedging our hedging our bets because we don't really want to commit to another like subscription channel. Well, I feel like the thing you can always do is you only got to get it for a month, and then yeah. just be like, "All right, this is uh this month we got a little." You know, like a weekend that that's pretty open. Like get it this month and try to binge the stuff we want, and then bail out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's the okay. trick. That's the I, I'm gonna have to. That was my my plan when I grabbed Peacock a minute ago because I wanted I wanted to watch the Gruber show, which I thought was fun, but not as good as the movie was. Uh, I and then the Olympics was happening, and I was like, well, this is still useful. And then this Bel Air starting up, I'm like, all right, I'll try it out. So now I'm going to end up with Peacock for like three months. Well, and, and don't forget Next Level Chef um, by my boy Gordon Ramsay, where like Isn't that on Fox. Show. Well, it's on the Peacock, though. I Is think it? it's on Hulu. I can't remember. Probably anyway, on Hulu. It's on Hulu. But here's the thing. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it's possible in, in an indoor space. But they have three kitchens, one on oh, yeah. top of the other. And the Stacks. top kitchen is the nicest kitchen. And the bottom kitchen is the shitty kitchen. Yeah. And uh, you got to make your way up and down. And Gordon Ramsay, he's nice in this one. Because, you know, he's a gentle giant. He, 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 he can be kind. And we see that because Gordon Ramsay loves us. He loves us all. And he wants us to just, he wants us to cook well and do our best. And that's the side of Gordon Ramsay I like to see. I want to be friends with him and have ice cream on a on a beach on a British beach. He, but he might tell you many hard truths, and would you be ready to hear them? And in the way that he tells them to you, I mean, I'll have ice cream. That's true. You do have. You will have that going for you. 
But like, what if he's the hard truths are too hard and too loud? And so you're trying to finish your ice cream faster. So you don't have to keep hearing them and ha- hearing them so loudly in your face. Then you get an ice cream headache. What then? I haven't thought this. What, what are you, you going to do with Gordon Ramsay's ice cream headache? I, I don't. Throw yourself into the sea, probably. Where were you? Uh, Why do I think you guys were by the sea? Did you say you were by the sea? Are you in Italy? Or yeah, something? no, I said walking on the, yeah, by the, yeah, you, yeah, you have the right yeah. image. It's me and Gordon Ramsay walking by the sea with ice cream. You're thinking, like, is, is it is it ice cream or gelato? Are you, like, you know, is, are you, like, in a seaside? No, Italian we're doing, like, the, whole, like the, the British British flake, like, ice cream ah, cone. okay. Flake so you're, like, you know, like uh, yeah. maybe, like, Dover or something? Yeah, or I was actually in my in my head, in my mental head. I was in. I put us at Yarmouth Beach, you know, near Penny Arcade. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What's what's the Penny Arcade like there? How how's it stack up to other oh, Penny Arcades shit. you've been it's to? Shit, mate. Okay. It's 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 awful. What's the best Penny Arcade you've been to? Yarmouth. It was the only Penny Arcade. Okay, so it's, <laughs> so the scale doesn't go very high yet. I'm just saying, yeah, it's not a big. You've never been to another Penny place. Arcade? No. Why would hmm. I? I don't know. Sometimes you end up at a Penny Arcade. I don't. You did once at Yartmouth. Um, Double Deuce. <laughs> this has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. Good episode.